the only thing I can remember, the ball was coming to me and I saw this bloke and I thought, he's bigger than me. He's going to flatten me here. I've got to get to this ball first. And I kicked it and it took that. Do, do you remember? It took that long. I think everybody thought, who kicked it last? And it was it was, it was was a dry day because it bounced in front of him, didn't it? And went over his head. I turned around and I thought, hang on, I kicked that last. And then realised it was my goal when someone came up and went, well done, pitch. And, and honestly, it was that, it was that delayed. I, didn't, I thought, Hang on, it was me that kicked it last. Welcome to the latest episode of Wearing the Red and Green. In this week's podcast, I speak to former defender Barry Pitcher. Pitch was a fan's favourite at Stag Meadow, and I suspect the only Windsor and Eaton player to have ever had a t-shirt produced to celebrate a goal he'd scored. To be fair, it was his only goal in 118 that we'd scored in the league that year. We discuss that goal, the famous promotion season of 95-96, and what it meant to him to pull on the red and green. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast pitch. Uh, yeah, welcome, Michael. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. It's great to have you on. Yes, uh, I was surprised when you asked me, to be honest with you. <laughs> now, so how are things? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I've sort of changed sport now. I'm more into basketball. I'm, uh, really? A chair- I'm, a chair- I'm a chairman of a basketball club now, uh, which uh, we have nine teams. Love uh, that. Um, my son plays, but... Uh, we're a very diverse team, you know, like we've got uh, a lot of people from the poorer backgrounds. So it's hard work financially, you know, to keep it going. But yeah. we're still managing to have the nine teams. But yes, um, it's not even a sport that I really like either. You wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't watch it on telly. Uh, it's just because it's just kids, it only lasts 40, 40 odd minutes and I've, I've really enjoyed it. Oh, fair play. And, and the, the sides being successful? Uh, we've had one player go to England under 14s and was top scorer when they won a tournament. But he now, what happens, we seem to develop them and then the next minute they're off to play for Manchester. Right, So right. we're like the stepping stone to take them, which we don't mind. I mean, we've, we've run girls' teams, boys' teams, we've got mixed teams. Yeah, so it, it, in a way it's good for our club that we've got lots of National League players now. So, But like I say, I don't. if it was on telly, I'd rather... You know, watch snooker or something like that. Well, listen. Let's get your let's get your mind back to your footballing days. Yeah. Um, and I want to start by looking at your time to start off with pre Windsor. Um, oh right. Where where did like how did football start for you? Because I know if I remember rightly, you're a mad cricketer as well. Uh yeah. Well, well, obviously I was like like everybody else watched their dads, you know, play football and cricket. So that's what took me to football and cricket and. um I didn't realise how, you know, like anything was going on until I got picked to play for Slough Schools at the age of uh, nine, I think it was, nine or ten. And and I saw, sub, you know, played every single season at Slough Schools. Um, but it was very hard to sort of mix the football and the cricket, you know, um, because I, I've represent, I've, I, got, I represented Berkshire for both of them, football and cricket. So, but in the end, when I got older, I realised I had to give one up. And, and well, it's the summer they, they start overlapping. Yeah, I mean, what happened when my, when I got it got a bit more serious? You start playing forty odd games a season. I realised I wasn't playing many games of cricket, and it was costing quite a lot of money. So, 
I had to make the decision, football or cricket. And I thought, well, football only lasts 90 minutes. Where cricket lasts all day. So <laughs> it, was the quick, it was the quicker game I went for. Well, so, I guess it depends how successful you are with a bat, though, to be fair. Well, you know, I got 200 in one game, but that's still at that's still at. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it it came down to it that in the end of the day, when I, I remember playing one of my last seasons in Eton Wick, and I think uh, the cup final was in June. Oh wow! Not that we not that we got to it, but the game we played literally right near the end of May, and then with pre-season starting, I thought, well, I'm only going to get a few games of cricket, so I made the the hard decision of uh, quitting cricket, but. Uh, I think it was uh, the wise decision in the end. Now, you played a lot of football at Eaton Wick. Yeah. Um, and that side was a really strong side, which dominated the local football scene for quite a few years. Yeah. A couple of questions. Like, firstly, like, what made that club so enjoyable to play for? And outside looking in, it felt like a number of that squad were good enough to be playing Ithmian Premier, Ithmian yeah. Div 1 but they obviously really love playing at the wick. Like, what happened? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was lucky because I was born and bred in Eaton Wick. So, you know, I, and my whole family, I mean, uh, when I won a game in uh, Slough Town final, it was all like uh, my uncle had played in 1953. My, uh, my dad had played in 1969. My cousin had played in 1977. And then I was playing in, 19, I think it was about 1986, in the Slough Town Cup Finals, all, uh, and Ian Wick winning all of them. So it was like a family thing to start with. But yeah, it's, uh, and like you said, I, Jim Archridge, the manager, just had, I mean, I think it was more to do with his son, mm. got players there. And I agree with you. I mean, we went, before I joined Windsor, I mean, we, we probably got one of the only records where I went to four county cup finals in a row. Um, uh, and then when I left Windsor, I went back to another County Cup final. So, you know, like, so I've been blessed, really, that I've actually played in five. Uh, well, I, I actually was injured for one of them. I was gutted, but I've played in four County Cup finals, which probably not many players have done that, really. Totally. totally. And, and that Slough Town Cup final you mentioned, well, obviously you mentioned Barks and Buxton, but the Slough yeah. Town Cup final you mentioned, like, how big a cup was that? Because that had a lot of prestige. Well, I tell you what, Eaton Wick used to do. They used to make you. It, it was a special day. Like it, we'd actually start training, you know, really early in the morning, and then you'd come in, have a cup of tea, hot cross bun, and everything, because it was on a Good Friday, obviously. And then we'd get a coach in our kit to Slough Town. Then you'd play the game, um, normally winning. <laughs> um, then you'd go and have a three-course meal in the bar afterwards. Then the club would open up afterwards for just the players. And then after that, you'd have a disco. So it was a, it was a, like an all day thing. And obviously finished with uh, like singing, we are the champions and all that. Like, uh, like you do <laughs> a bit drunk at the time, but I mean, I wasn't a drinker probably by seven o'clock. I was probably under the table. So um, yeah, but I was lucky to play in a few of them. And I mean, uh, that was probably one of the main reasons why I probably didn't go step higher because we were a good bunch of lads, you know, it was enjoyable, like I say, I was born and bred in the village and I know they were going through problems of getting, you know, they needed to be at a certain standard, you know, with, in the end, I mean, they came out because they needed, uh, you know, more things to stand and everything. Yeah. Even though the side was probably good enough to carry on playing, but it was just the way, you know, the, the way it came about in the end, we, we got the barrier, but being a small village, it was, it, it's hard work, you know, that, I mean, people, if you left the barrier up, 
one day it was in the local paper, you know, the on the Friday saying that the football club were breaking the rules and all that. So it was it was very it was very hard, but it, it's a sad thing because I would have liked Eaton Wick to have gone further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then if it wasn't for Eaton Wick, I probably wouldn't have taken you know made that step higher when uh, you know Steve Plough came to sign really for us because yeah. he was the one that persuaded me in the end to sort of go go to Windsor. Yeah, I was going to ask that. How did the move to Windsor come about? Uh, well, the year before, uh, Burnham and Windsor both did it officially, put seven-day approaches in for me, which, funny enough, Kevin Hill was the manager of Burnham at the time and he ended up, obviously, mm. the season after being at Windsor. Uh, I don't think he recognised me either. Um, but, yeah, the, the, I went to – I got a seven-day approach and I went to see Alan. I did it, actually, after two days. I didn't wait the seven. Um, I came to see Alan and I'd known Alan through – Slough when I was at Slough Reserves and he spoke to me and um, we sort of discussed it he sort of wanted me to go there and then but I said look Alan let's be realistic you're you're going down and I didn't want a sign you go down and then he just get rid of me sort of like three months later because he might want to get all new players in when he was down in the bomb division so I said, and not only that, Eaton Wick weren't going very well at the time either. So I wanted to keep them in the division at the time. So I said, look, let's all next season, I'll definitely sign. Um, but at least we're starting afresh, you know. Uh, you'll probably be in the bottom division. Um, but I'd rather be like that than sign the year before, go down. And then the season after, you sort of say, I don't really want you anymore. So that, that was the main reason why I never signed there and then. I, I left it a year. Yeah, it, it, that was the main reason because I didn't want to be looked at going down straight away. Because and, and in the end, it worked for my benefit because he didn't keep that many players in the end. So he only kept about four. Yeah. So you probably, obviously, you you watched it more than me, obviously. But yeah, I uh, I I didn't want to be in a relegated side when I'd only been in it. So like, I, if I'd have been from the beginning of the season, yeah, you know, I could take it on the chin, but coming after just a couple of months to go, you know, and you're already, I mean, obviously, you know, like it was just, it was in, I was in a no win situation really. So that, that was the main reason really. Obviously you then signed and as you say, we'd been relegated, but that was actually like our third relegation yeah. in succession. Yeah. How did Alan kind of approach that season? And, and not just for you, like how did he try and sell the club that season to, to new players? Well, I guess, and you as well, having, been confirmed relegation but to be honest with you when i first signed i thought god what a mistake i'd made because if you remember right we were going we didn't have a very good a couple of goalkeepers i think came to start with and i thought yeah. what have i done and I, th I think if i remember right alan actually played a couple of reserve team games with the first team and i think we drew both games and i'm thinking what have i done here but then obviously when gary gary came yeah thing things changed and and, th and then like with keith and and whatever but yeah, uh, uh, Alan, I, I I just enjoyed Alan because he obviously, where, you know, when you're just playing park football and whatever, I mean, like Ian Wick, I think the team virtually picked itself, even though Jimmy was a good, you know, he'd get you going and all that. But he, Alan had more of a footballing knowledge, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He, um, yeah, and, and, you know, like with Ian Wick, you know, you used to train if you were slightly injured, but that was the difference I noticed. You went to Windsor, you had a slight knock and he'd say, look, how do you feel? You know, don't do this, don't do that. And I'd never been used to that. I used to sort of like just train, you know, because you didn't want to lose your place, you know. But, you know, you realise that 
when you got that little step higher, how it, it does get, you know, more professional and everything, which I wasn't used to. I mean, God, I used to take the goalpost down at the end of the games at Ian Wick. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to put them up, but, and I mean, you get loads of lazy gits who'd go and just try and get the corner flags, you know. So, yeah, I mean, so I got brought up actually, you know, like taking the goalpost down. So, and how quickly in that season, because we then obviously got off to, we started winning games. Like, how yeah. quickly into that season did you think, do you know, actually, we we got a pretty special side here. We could achieve something this year. I always felt that we needed to score a lot of goals because we always looked like we were going to concede a few. <laughs> um, but because we had Keith, Clemo and Jonesy up front, I was always confident that we'd score goals. Like I say, I know I was a defender, so I was partly to blame, but I was always thought... We could concede goals here. I mean, I think there was games where we were, it was like, you know, like, I think Mick McManus said to me once, he said, you know, we're like seven twos and stupid things like that, wasn't it? I mean, it was just, I, I don't know what it was. I think, you know, but I think we just like, we were a bit like Newcastle. We'd go, you know, if, if they yeah, scored yeah. three, we'd scored four. And that's how I think we, we worked. And um, yeah, you look yeah, at that well, defence, you look at that defence, like yourself, um, trying to remember names like Lloyd. Nally. Mally, Mark Mallison, Mark Mallison yep. Tim Ball, um, Richard Lloyd Powell, yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd Powell, yeah. You were, it was really good defenders. I, I love Mally to bits, you know. I mean, he would run. I've, I, I remember one day he had flu or something like that, and he sat in the dressing room with like nearly all his clothes on, sweating like sweating buckets. One, like, you can't play like that, but he wouldn't because we were doing so well, he wouldn't drop out and he was sweating and everything, but. Yeah, I, I had plenty of time for Mark, even though I saw like he did push me at training sometimes and I didn't enjoy it. But you know, <laughs> he, he was a he was a good 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 bloke, Mark. I, yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. so I had plenty of time for him really. And um and I, I think yeah, Timmy was well well Timmy was Timmy, wasn't he? I mean he, he, he had a great shot on him. But he had a bit of a temper on him as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um yeah. But uh other than that, Lloyd Lloyd he was just steady, wasn't he? You know, in front of you, you wouldn't get anything spectacular out of him, but he was uh, he was a steady player. Uh, and I mean, like that that defense plus Gary Phillips behind. Oh yeah, it was a strong unit. You know, what I mean, and yeah. to your point though, you still conceded goals, but that was a, you know, you look at yeah. that man for man, it's a really, it felt a really strong yeah. backline. Well, Gary Gary was probably one of the best uh, penalty savers that I'd seen, but yeah, you, and you took it the other way round though. When he had it at his feet, you were a bit worried. Because, you know, and I do feel, I felt sorry for goalkeepers at the time. Because basically when I, you know, like um, I was one of the older players, when I started, goalkeepers weren't supposed to be doing what they were doing then. I mean, they were just there to save the ball. Yeah. So then when you're asking them to be sort of like the fifth defender and they're not used to the ball, it does become very difficult. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's why I think Alan preferred us if we'd never passed it back. Yeah, I think in actual fact he called us into a meet. Oh, but Gary doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Alan called us in once into a meeting and said, "Look, I'd rather you just kick the ball out, corner anywhere, preferably as far up the pitch as possible. But I'd rather you do that than pass it back." Now, that season, as you said, we scored goals. I think 118 odd goals that year and obviously got yeah. promoted. Now, your your goal aside, because I'm going to come on to that, what were some of your memorable moments, memories? 
Well, if I remember right, I think I was captain when we got went up. You know, the actual game we won. Yeah. I think I was captain at the time, so that one I I can take into yeah. thing. I mean, um, I think the obvious games were you know like the Foston Invicta in, in the Vars games. Yeah, but it, it, I, I I don't know. I mean, I because uh, like I said to you, I I didn't score. I only scored the one goal. It's like, you know, you, you try and, you know, what did I do in some of the games? Do you know what I mean? It was just, you know, because a lot of the time the ball was always in front of you. So, you know, it, I didn't really contribute much, if you know what I mean. If it, It's out daft, but you, but you can remember. Do you know what I mean? You don't, yeah. you know, like it was, um, yeah, it, it, it the Fosun Victor game will always, even to this day, will always be one of the games that, not in, I wouldn't say enjoyable, but memorable is probably the word. On that game, on that game. Did you think four one down, wherever we were, like ten minutes to go? Yeah. Did you think we were down and out? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, I listened to Bertie's, uh, yeah, because, and I think I actually said said exactly the same to the paper when we came off that cage, and they were like spitting and <laughs> and you know people would think people would think you were taking the mickey, but no, they were literally. I thought they wanted to get us, and I actually commented, I think, to the paper. I thought I expected the coach to be bricked on the way out. Well, I didn't mind because I drove there, so I thought, well, I'm all right. At least I'm getting home. But yeah, the, I've, but even in the first game, I thought we were out when you know it was one nil until about yeah. like the 89th minute. Then we equalised. I thought that's all right. But then they scored again. So I thought in like 94th minute or whatever, and yet they still carried on, and we got another equaliser. So, I mean, did I feel bad about them taking off their best player in the extra time uh, in the second game? No, not really. They should never have done that, but. You know, he he was a special player there, centre forward. Um, I think like West Ham were looking at him at the time, right? And I know he, I brought him down for a penalty in that game. So, uh, but yeah, that's not a very good memory. But yeah, it was just it's always stands in my mind that we should never have won that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the dress? And that's what I think. After? Oh God, I mean, like I said, I was still. You know, when you're not used to that sort of, like, because you got to remember, I used to just play in front of, like, one man and his dog. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so to come off and, like, have that cage and everything and all the supporters like that, I didn't realise didn't realise how serious people took the sort of, this non-league football. I wasn't <laughs> used to that. But, yeah, that, that that's my memory of that, is that that one, I don't even remember what happened in the dress room because, like, you're still worried about, are they going to be waiting outside for you <laughs> the, way, the way they were? I guess that's where you want to send out Timmy Ball first. Yeah, Mally. They, they, were, oh, they, Mally. Were, they were in the armed forces and all that. They could have dealt with it. <laughs> Called a few mates up or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know what it was like for you. Because, you know, I don't even... Because I don't even think I went in the bar. Because yeah, I think I just shot off. Everyone yeah. shot straight off. Yeah, I mean, Alan did... That was the other thing sometimes. Alan did have a... If we hadn't played very well, it was like get straight back on the coach. Which, to a certain extent, I didn't agree with really if you've lost you still should show your face because i think they did your sandwiches and whatever didn't they so yeah, yeah. I, I i'm a great believer you, even though you've lost you've got to be take it on the chin haven't you and go in the in the i think epson and mule i think was one of them where he said right everybody back on the coach which i think i, I think me and someone else quickly sneaked in and had a drink not letting <laughs> him know so but yeah I, that that's the only thing i didn't agree with sometimes yeah but I mean, you've got to be respectful right you got to be yeah now on so staying on the vase, did you think I asked this to Bertie the other day? But do you think we could have gone all the way? I think we we all believed we could. We all believed because it was just 
we we just had that belief that we nobody would beat us at the time, and like I th- I, you like Bert said, I can't even remember who got it was Clemo when he got sent off. Yeah. You're down to te- you got down you're down to ten men very early, but I think I even said that Gary Boreham cost us loads of money because he should have equalised with literally hardly any minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. I, I always remember that saying that to Gary. I said, "You've just cost us some money there. We could have gone into a replay." You know, you, it's, it, it was like a dream for me, you know, even to get get that far. I mean, I'd never, I'd never played in the FA Cup, and I was, I thought, "Oh, great, I'm going to play in the FA Cup." And then find out that I was suspended for the first two games for me and Wick's uh, bookings, and I missed both games. I never even played in the FA Cup in my first year. Yeah, I'd got five bookings for Eaton Wick the year before. And they they suspended me for three weeks, and I missed both FA Cup games. So I had to wait to t- to season two to actually play in the FA Cup. Because you know when you when you're a kid, you just dream of playing in the yeah, FA. Yeah, I know totally. I know Windsor have had success and everything, but I just dreamt of I wanted to play in the FA Cup. And first first year, bloody miss it. Now, another Vars game, um, which I've got to ask you about, being a local player, what was that Burnham game like? Well, I, I don't know if you know the story that Alan really didn't have to do a team talk. He he, he threw a paper down yeah. on, the, on the thing with, you know, I, I don't know if it was Ron Chakraborty and I don't know who the other put scores near us. Now, to be honest with you, Michael, I didn't mind because uh, Ron had given me eight out of ten, so I took that as a compliment. So I I, I looked at the paper and thought, thanks, thanks Ron, I, I, I'll take that eight. I think Keith was the only one that got more than me. So I knew that a lot of the lads knew some of their players, you know, like the Berties and Steve Claremos and all that. They seem to say, oh, you've got to watch him. You've got to watch that and all that. But see, being a new boy to all this, I didn't know who they were. I didn't care who they were. Yeah. You know, Jamie Jarvis and all that. I didn't know who he was. You know what I mean? So it didn't bother me, you know, the reputations because I didn't know them. So in a way it helped me a little bit, but, yeah, it, it, it'll always go go down as, you know, I didn't think Burnham were better than us anyway, and I didn't understand anyway. where the score, the score line. Well, I didn't I, I've spoken where... to Ron since on that, and he, his his version, and I, and I know that he'll listen to this, he was just asked, rate the Windsor players, and he wanted to do it honestly, unbiased, and then they obviously asked someone else, to do to the do Burnham them. one completely separately, who just decided oh, I'll give him nines and tens. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, Ron, I see. I had time for Ron. Ron, Ron and me actually were, used to have a lot of conversations and whatever. Yeah, I did like that. I must admit, he, he, we had a bit of a thing. I was gutted he actually left. To be honest, to go to match of the day. Yeah, he's um, like BBC now. Yeah, and then then match of the day stopped, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he, he went and then it stopped. He, he brought back to the day to a halt, I think. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I mean, I remember uh, Bertie saying about the bit of trouble in the um, in the clubhouse afterwards. Like this, Jamie Jarvis. Like I said, I didn't even know who he was. Obviously, I know who he is now. But obviously, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. It was always going to happen. If he can't take it, he shouldn't be playing football. Really, I mean, yeah. I used to get teased for having no air, but it didn't bother me. <laughs> Now going back to another game that you mentioned, when the the game we got promoted and you you were captain, what were the celebrations like at a final whistle? They they, they were they were good, um, because I think because of Windsor had gone down three years in a row, I think that probably the supporters probably were more uh, probably happier than probably the players. Because like I said, my it was my first year. It was 
I'm not, I'm not being so big-headed, but I was used to winning leagues and all that with Eaton Week. Do you know what I mean? I was used to winning things. So, and I do understand when you go non-league, it's not as easy as probably I had it before where I used to win things. Um, so I probably didn't, I think the supporters probably enjoyed it more than, because the difference when I was playing for Eaton Week, you wanted to win the league. With Windsor, you only needed to be in the top three yeah. to get what you want. So in a way, I still didn't feel like I'd we'd won it. Do you know what I mean? Because I was still in the mentality of Eaton Wick, where you have to win the league to actually get the medals and the cups and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but I was pleased that obviously it was always a big thing because obviously I knew Windsor had gone down, and and I mean I'd been watching Windsor for quite a few years when like Knocker used to play, and I mean I used to always go to try and watch the Slough v uh, Windsor games. Yeah. I mean, all the time. I mean, I I actually started go watch Slough when um, well, I was dating a, uh, a guy who supported Slough. I used to go when I was fourteen. I was dating his daughter. Yeah. So, all right. Um, now the goal you want me to talk about. So Flatwell Heath away. Yep. Back end of the season. The only thing I can remember, the ball was coming to me, and I saw this bloke, and I thought he's bigger than me. He's going to flatter me here. I've got to get to this ball first. And I kicked it and it took that. Do, do you remember? It took that long. I think everybody thought, who kicked it last? And it was it was, it was was a dry day because it bounced in front of him, didn't it? And whenever he said, I turned around and, never, and I thought, hang on, I kicked that last. And then I realised it was my goal when someone came up and went, well done, pitch. And, and honestly, it was that it was that delayed. I didn't. I thought, hang on, it was me that kicked it last. Now, when you're scoring a hundred odd goals uh, and you score the one, you know, the, and... You know, it was the Tuesday, I think. Kevin come running in, and, and I don't know if it was you or had got these T-shirts printed. <laughs> but up till recently, I still had it. I've had to throw it out. It's got too many holes now. Um, but, yeah, when I saw those T-shirts, Kevin Boy, the chairman, bought me a T-shirt. He goes, yeah, I've pitched. I've got you a T-shirt. And I didn't realise what it was. So, yeah, I mean, having a T-shirt printed is, uh, yeah, it's not something I normally get. But, yeah, I'll take it. Did you, score my more, did, did you score more often after the after the t-shirt? You know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I scored. I played about a hundred games for Windsor, I think it was, and I scored one every year. And I think I know one was against Chaffer. I'll tell you where one was, and I think you might have got me something. I'd gone straight from work and picked up my father-in-law, and I think it might have been, even been Dorking or something like that. Yeah. And um I'd gone straight from work and I I I, I don't know if it was you or I asked one of the supporters, I said it's a Mars bar. I think and, well, it could well have been. I can't remember. But yeah. yeah. You you threw me a Mars bar. And as I'm running across, actually, I might have got two in the first season. But anyway, I think it was Mally said, you or someone said, you uh, can't run warm up with a Mars bar in your hand. And I'm eating it as I'm going across. And then Alan saw me and he said, uh, you better play well today. Anyway, I scored the first goal. It came off. It came to me at half time. He said, I think we better all have a Mars bar from now on. I know we won the game, but like I say, I know I scored the first goal. And, and, and I know the, the other one was something like Charf and St. Peter. So I, when you only score three, you know, unlike the, the other people you've had on the podcast, I, I remember my three. Because I used to have this standard joke with, um, with Alan about Mick McManus going up for every corner. And he'd never scored. And I said, you might as well put me up there, Alan, and Mick. He's been going up there for like 10 corners a game and he's never scored. What's the point of him going up there? You might as well put me up there. And Alan's response? I don't think he wanted me to. I, I, I just, I, I just, he thought Mick was a bit taller. He might make himself a bit more, you know, might set a few up. 
But yeah, because that that was the only that was the only probably drawback at Windsor, wasn't it? That the other two seasons sort of were a bit flat, if you know. What I mean, not a lot occurred. Yeah, and I was going to ask that, like, because obviously we lost a few players at the end of that season. Yeah. Like, I guess first question: Do you think if we could have kept that squad together completely, we could have potentially gone up again? Um, it was inevitable that some were going because I think Mali left, didn't he, to go to Belgium or something like that. Mm. So we always need it, and Timmy Ball left. But um, if we'd have kept the side, yeah. But I do, to a certain extent, I do under. It was a lesson learned for me because I realised that in the end of the day, that money does talk in non-league football, not loyalty mm. to a certain extent. And I know that's a lot of people might come on here and say that's horrible to say, but I actually think some players play for the money and didn't play for the the club, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to sign for Windsor and I'd be walking out. I'd be walking out and Alan used to say to me, don't you want to know what you're earning? I go, well, you're only going to pay me what you want. And I used to just walk out. Didn't bother me, that sort of side of things. You know what I mean? It wasn't as if I was earning 10 grand a, a week or anything. So it didn't bother me. I just wanted to play football, you know, and, and play at the highest standard that I could. So it that side of things didn't bother me. But I do understand, like I think I put a quote in, I didn't understand why Keith just went sideways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just for the money, I would have stayed where I was, you know, where you got your mates, you'd had them, you know, you'd been their top scorer. You were, you were a bit of a hero to the supporters and then to leave just really for money. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't quite understand it. If he'd have gone up a, up a division, then fair enough, but he didn't, he only went sort of sideways. And so did some of the others that even Lloyd, he didn't, he Lloyd went to Northwood. Yeah. But I'm not sure if at that time if Lloyd had been not dropped, but he was only a squad player by then because I know Mick McManus had come into the team. But yeah, I could never understand players going sideways, if you know what I mean. How I frustrating think way... was that as a player when you just seen the other players going? You just like I just think you you realise that it's just one of those things. It's it's um, yeah. I, because I was new to it still, I'd only been in sort of semi-professional football for one year. I just, in the end, I accepted that's how players worked. Mm. And that's what they did. There, like I said, there was no, you know, like no loyalty to a certain extent. They would have, the, the money did become a bit more of an influence where it didn't for me. Um, and I'm not saying that because I feel I'm a, you know, it's just, mm. I said to, like I said to you, I signed on and, and never even asked how much I was getting paid for the season. And I just think that, like, for the like the supporters that come to watch, who pay the wages that, uh, I was going to name them then, but um, I think they're a bit disloyal, if you know what I mean. I think they could have stayed another season and then if maybe gone, you know, because like you said, we started off really well, didn't we? Mm. And then I think we came to Christmas. And I don't think we won for about three months. Something like that. To, I think we just, it felt like we just didn't quite have the strong enough squad no, as soon no, as you got injuries. Yeah, you're, you're right. The squad, the squad, um, if I remember right, they put Peter Waith on a, a contract in there and he couldn't even get in the team at one stage. He was, yeah, he was yeah, on yeah. contract and he couldn't even get in the team. He was sub. And, you know, for all the, the, the hard work we were trying and whatever, Alan must have thought, what, you know, what, he must have thought, well, with injuries, when, I mean, in the end, we I think we were nearly, we were up in the top three, weren't we, or yeah, something we like that at Christmas. And then from then, it just went downhill, didn't it, really, in the end? And I think we came ninth in the end that season. What and, did you think we missed? 
Was it? I mean, I thought that we just missed the goal scorer. Like you took out Keith's yeah. goals and we just didn't replace it. Yeah, we didn't replace that. And and I think, like I say, I don't think the squad was big enough. Perhaps we, yeah, like you said, we probably didn't replace the players that had left with probably the same quality in the end. But it, it's hard in that football, isn't it? That because Alan had done well to get Windsor back up with obviously the finances the way they were. No, yeah. I don't know what budgets were, but I mean, he got people out of, like I was playing for Eaton Wick, Adam Smythe. That was Adam Smythe, it's Smith, mm. Smythe. Yeah. I mean, uh, Richard Kerry, we'd all come out of local football. And like to get us to actually get promoted, he did really well. So then when you want to go that next step up, you, you've you got to, you know, like put more money into, I think, and, and get the better players. And, and because we'd lost the bond from the season before, because we knew how we all played, it's very, it's very hard, um, and like I say, I, I think we didn't have a big enough squad in the end. In the end, you just sort of, you feel like you're playing for nothing in the end. Not, mm. you know, to win. There was nothing. It, 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 I don't know what it is. It's, it's hard to explain that you're going out like when you're mid-table. The cl- the games aren't that important. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not that. I guess there's that when you're in a promotion race. Yeah. It's, it's something called every, there's something riding on every single yeah. game there's that pressure yeah. the adrenaline where we weren't in relegation and we weren't going to win the league so it was like a you were just going out and playing the game really and whatever happened happened because yeah. there was nothing there was nothing on it really and it's horrible I've never played football like that before I suppose you know, yeah, any, when you look back at your career you've always been at the top yeah 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 so it's it's very hard when you're I mean, that, that was a lesson I had to learn, you know, that you don't always have to be competing, really, you know, to be in the top, even though you want to to start with. But sometimes you've just got to sit back and, and say, well, look, we're not going to win the league. We're not going to get relegated. You've just got to go out and try and do the best for maybe the supporters to keep the supporters happy because we all knew that, you know, you enjoyed your Saturday nights. Um, and if we'd won, you had a better Saturday night. Well, perhaps maybe even when we lost, you might have had a good Saturday night. I was going to say, when I remember, you know, right in the first season, like even people like Wiggy, Steve Wignall left mm. right near the end. Um, and, and I could, I never understood that, you know, why they, you know, like players or some right near the end just leave, leave the club. But yeah, I, I, I'll, that's what I said to you about like when you go the last two years I was at Windsor, it's not very memorable really because nothing stood out. It was just you played. And that was it. There was we never really looked like winning anything, and we never looked like we were going to get relegated. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and I think the only the only bit of excitement I think was when we played Maidenhead in the Barks and Bucks, and we took them to a replay at their place, and we got beat four nil, I think it was, and they scored something like with minutes to go to get the get the replay. And I always remember Gary Atchell had the ball outside the D when he was taking the corner. People were moaning, but the referee didn't take any notice. Yeah, I remember that. But, so is yeah, that like, one of the reasons towards the end of it why you decided to go back to the Wick? In the last season, I remember I, I, I'd been dropped and uh, we were playing Bedford away. And it was like 80 mile, wasn't it, Bedford? And I can always remember we had Totty, the physio, couldn't turn up. So Alan says to me, can you do be physio? I said, I wouldn't have a clue, Alan. He said, oh, can you be physio? So I ran on a couple of times and the referee looked at me as if I knew what I was doing. Do you know what I mean, I think I let the I think I let the player put a bit of sponge or cream on or whatever, and then we were I think we were losing four 0 with ten minutes to go, 
And he said, he looked up at me, he went, Pitch, do you want to go on now? And I just looked at him like that. He went, no, I don't bother then. <laughs> he said, I don't blame you. That's all he said. And then on the way home, the coach breaks down. So the coach company were like from Epsom area and we were up the top of the M25. So we had to wait for a coach to drive about 80 miles round to get us a new coach. And uh, I ended up getting home at 20 to 2 in the morning. And I thought, I just, we just had a baby, me and me ex wife now, but we just had a baby. And I thought, I can't, I can't keep doing this, you know, Saturdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays that, you know, like, I mean, I know people might think, well, it's a good way, better being out of the house. But I thought, I can't do this to her, you know, like, you know, like I was out and getting home at 20 to 2 in the morning on Tuesdays and things like that. I didn't think it was fair on her, really. So I ended up deciding. I'd spoken to Alan earlier and said, look, I won't be coming back next year. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't planning on going to Eaton Wick. That just happened a little mm. while afterwards. In actual fact, I went to Eaton Wick and, and um, Rob uh, Rob Curtis was manager and Chalky White was assistant manager. And Chalky spoke to me and said, uh, you know, like, come. And I said, look, I'll come, but I'm not training. I, I don't want to train. I'll, I'll play, but I don't want to train. But then call sending the lads are going, well, how come he's not training? Why why should I have to, you know, why is he not training? Who does he think he is? So I end up playing, uh, sorry, training and playing. But in that season, Alan asked me to sign on because I don't know who it was, but you had a couple of centre-halves that were dodgy for an FA Cup game and Alan signed me on. And I don't know if you remember, I actually played a few League Cup games mm. that season and I was a bit... I was going to swear then. I was a bit hacked off with Alan because I got you to the some like the quarterfinals or semifinals, and then he never played me again. So I was a bit, you know, annoyed with him because he played me up to get into those games. I think you got to the final as well. I don't know how you got on if I, but but I thought, hang on, are you, you know, like, and I can always remember that he, um, he actually asked me to play in the county cup game, and I said, well, don't worry, Eaton Wick could play in Amersham. They should get beat there. So I made a phone call. Eaton Wick had won. So I said, Alan, I can't play. In the end, we ended up winning that county cup that year. So I could have cup-tied myself if I'd have gone and played for Alan. <laughs> so like I said, that was my fifth final that I played in. So I went back to Wick and won it again. So that was a nice thing. Now, listen, when you look back at your Windsor career, what did you enjoy most? Do you know, people might think it's bad. I actually prefer... The supporters, the the uh, honestly, because you know Michael that I used to always talk to the supporters. I had good banter with the supporters because when I was at, when I was at just briefly at Slough, I always noticed the players didn't really interact with the the supporters. Like, because the players were in one bar and the supporters were in the other, and I, and I didn't I didn't don't play football like that. I like to go and talk to the supporters, have a bit of a laugh with them. So the supporters, I mean. Sadly, Sue no longer with us, but I worked with Vic, you know, and Vic persuaded, and he was another one that tried to push me in with And Sue, Sue was always lovely to me. Do you know what I mean? So she was, you know, she, she's, she'll always have a special place, you know, like, you know, for me because she sponsored me. Her and Vic sponsored me every year. Um, even when I used to come down and watch, she used to get me, you know, into the boardroom and I'd, have, I'd be having cake and coffee and biscuits and everything. She even offered me dinner once. I said, I can't, I've got to get home. I said my mum's cooking dinner so yeah so yeah the, the supporters were always you know always special you know like um to me you know it wasn't so much it wasn't so much the players I, it was the supporters that I missed more than you know the players and maybe not taking the, the goalpost down at the end of the game is another thing I didn't you know. 
as we mentioned, like we caught you at the back end of your career. Do you ever wish you could have broken into that Windsor team or come to Windsor earlier in your career? I knew you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> I had it all written. Well, I'll tell you something, you know, Mike. I went, my dad died when I was 19, right? And um, a guy, the year after, a guy called Johnny Thurkle was Slough Town Reserve Team Manager, and he played football with my dad. And he said, look, come to Slough Town. You know, I've watched you quite a few times. So I went. Funny enough, Alan Davis was the, the manager at the time at Slough. And um, and John John Thurgood came up to me and said, look, Alan's really got big plans for you next season. You know, he's seen how good you are, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, that's all right. So I went on holiday, come back, and Slough had signed Trevor Howe in my position. I thought, but they're not. I think it was something like for £12,000 or something. I thought, they're not going to sign a guy for £12,000 and not play him. So I thought, this ain't for me, you know, it, you know, you get promises and, and mm. I thought, no, this is not for me. So I, I actually, I, I left and I went and played in like East Parks Division three for, for a year for Windsor Rovers. And I got a bit disillusioned with Nolliver and my mate used to encourage me to come and watch. And I mean, at the time, I think it was Slough were probably the better team. Then it was like Windsor, then Burnham, probably then Maidenhead at the time, even though yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Uh, they've all changed now. Yeah. Um, but I used to watch Slough and I used to think, oh, I used to love watching Slough play football. And then I used to watch Burnham, the ball was always up in the air. And then when I played Windsor, I thought, you've got to run through a brick wall to play for Windsor. And that wasn't, you know, like, that wasn't my game. You know, I, was, I wasn't one of those players that would... You know, run, well, not that I say I wouldn't run for a brick wall, but I weren't like you had to be really fit to play for Windsor. And I don't think I would have been fit enough to play in that sort of standard, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I only, I only played by, to, I only went back to Eaton Wick by chance. I was actually watching the game with an ex girlfriend <laughs> just because it was hot. And Jim come over to me, Jimmy Archridge, the manager, come over and said, What are you doing? So, what do you mean I'm doing? I'm watching the game. He said, No, no, what are you doing? I said, Oh, Nothing. He said, well, come back and play. So I decided to go back, uh, one player of the year that year, won the County Cup. And then like I say I had four, four, well, three good years. And the fourth year was a bit, you know, we went, uh, we went, when we went into the combined counties or whatever, and you've got like teams like Peppard and yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time, you know, like uh, an Ashton, Ashton Town, or, no, not Ashton, Ashford Town. Uh, yeah. And that, those two, I mean, to be for a little village, we did really well because uh, I think Peppard won it with about 105 points that season. Ashford came second with 101, and we were third with 69. That's how big. And then there was a 68, 68, 67, 60. But for a little village to go as far as they'd gone, you know, like, and we played in the FA Vars. I think, in the actual fact, we went further than Windsor that year. Uh, we got beat by Met Police in the end when we should have beaten them. So that that was a, that was nice because, like you said, we had some good players, Ian Wick. That, like I think Bertie said, perhaps didn't want to train twice a week, wanted to play with their mates, wanted to go out and get steamed every Saturday night, and the commitment probably was. Even though we you know we trained every week, but I don't think we would have been committed to train twice a week or you know what I mean. So that was that was the big difference between Ian Wick and Windsor. It was a bit more uh, professional. Wise that Ian, yeah. Ian, I mean, we'd never even used to warm up before the game. We used to just kick the ball in the back of the net with Dominic in goal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was our warm up, and a couple of, and then we'd have a few out on the other side, like kicking the ball between each other, because we, it was weird because 
we didn't really we we joked about but couldn't get beat if you know what I mean. I mean I remember one of the games we beat Charvey in the semi final of a Slough Cup semi final seven nil. Then we beat Raysbury five nil in the final. I mean that was when it started getting a little bit. I know it sounds horrible, too easy too sort easy. of thing if you know what I mean. And that's why I, that was another reason why I think the season after Playley had had a word with me, and, and that was why I went because I thought if I don't go now, yeah, I'll never go. I'll never go. And 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 I. I, I do regret, like you asked me before, I do regret probably not going a bit earlier, but nobody had actually asked me to go any earlier because I wasn't one of these to actually, you know, like Jimmy invited me back to Eaton Wick. If maybe Alan or whoever the manager was, say when I was Someone 24 would have made years that old, first move. Yeah, if made that first move, I would have probably come earlier, but nobody nobody knew who I was. Um, do you know what I mean? So that's why, I, you know, I never, I never made the move. I mean, I knew Darren Tough when he was... I, I used to have a laugh with him because he was always not used. He said, yeah, that's my surname from now on. It's called D, not used. He used to always say that because in those days, you didn't have so many subs, did you, when you when I you know, when first carried on? Just the two yeah. subs. I, I think people forget how old I am. Yeah, it was only two subs. You know, it's not like it is now. Well, listen, we're glad you did make the move eventually. Well, I, I'm glad in the end because, I, like I said, I did have three really good years at Windsor that I really enjoyed it. Um, it was just a shame that I probably did do it too late yeah um you know i think i was i think i was 20 28 when i signed i think something like 27 and i know they say that shit but it, it just yeah uh i'd noticed the fit i mean i was probably the fittest i'd ever been by the time i hit 31 so when i went back to eat and wick i was like cruising games you know even the lads couldn't believe how fit i was i said that's from playing at windsor you know because the fitness level was even though i was quite a lazy trainer um and and like because windsor's training was quite hard sometimes <laughs> you know for me i'd worked all day on the building site and then next minute you're running around windsor i'm going to ask you some quick fire questions now uh oh right go on then. and as i say as i say to everyone they're quick fire but doesn't necessarily mean i'll be easy yeah uh, so first one, who's the best player you played at at Windsor? Oh, you're going to say Windsor because the best player I've ever played with wasn't at Windsor. Um, That's going to be my second question. That'll be my second right, best, player, best player at, the, at Windsor. Oh, God. Um, I'd have to say Clemo, probably. Good player. Clem, Clemo. Dell was, was good. Uh, Dell Dinas, sadly, you know, but Dell Dinas was a good player. Very underestimated, Dell. He, he had a lot of, you know, he was better than what, Sometimes maybe people thought, yeah, Clemo was is up there. Yeah, Gary Phillips, to be honest with you, as a goalkeeper, mm. you know, you know, you could put him and and, and Pete Skerritt probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I only had one year with Peter. Do you know what I mean? But he was he was a good player. Okay, best player played with then in your career. See, I've played with. I know it sounds tough. I I came up up north to Manchester and I played in a in a game and I played with four Oldham players. I live with a, the ex Oldham goalkeeper, actually. But there we um, go. So this this counts. This counts in the question. Well, I, well, I played with Andy Ritchie, uh, John Olworth. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember John Olworth, the goalkeeper who let the goal yes. in Mark Hughes? Well, I yeah. live with him. I live with him. I still I, I'm still friends with him now. Uh, and Rick Oldham played, uh, yeah. and Frankie Bunn, who I think had the record for how many goals in a League Cup game. What was this five aside? No, this was a charity game, and I, I tell you, say, what, five aside, that'd be an unbelievable five aside. Those four and you. It was it was an over thirty fives game, and we beat the under thirty fives three 0 
Um, and um, I'll tell you, I played with Rob Matthews. Yeah, yeah, good player. Uh, who, who, live, who actually, you wouldn't believe this, Michael, of all the places he ended up, I live in a place called Mosley. He's finished his footballing career at Mosley. We're both from we're both from Windsor. We're two hundred miles from home, and he finished his career at the same place where I'm living now. And I, like I said, I, I still got to give it to Colin Landig. Yeah, how that kid or how that bloke did not go any higher, I've never known. And I think you'll ask a lot of Eaton Wick players. I mean, Jim Archridge played for a few semi-pro teams, and he'll he'll tell you Colin was probably the best player he's ever played with. He could he could he could hear from thirty yards, left foot, right foot, pass it forty yards, left foot, right. He could he was quick. He could tackle. He could header. Gifted player, and I've always said that he's the best player I've ever played with. Really was special, and I was lucky because I was right back and he was right midfield, and he actually made me probably look better than what I actually was. You know, sometimes because he Why was do you that. Think that was with, so Colin used to be my um, next door neighbour. Actually, he still lives. Still lives next to my dad. Why? Why do you think? Why do you think that was with Colin that he he didn't go on? Because you're right. Yeah, it's unbelievable talent. I think he was again. Maybe. But oh well, no, I can't even say it's commitment. Um, I. You know, you know. There's only one person who could probably answer that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know he was at Slough when he was 16, and and I don't know who was. His, it might have even been Alan Davis. I think it was. And he was in the first team at 16, but then I've spoken to Chalky since this. So he would have known Colin. And he thinks Leroy Messick was another gifted player. Yeah, he was. He played wide. Well, see, I, I got asked to name my all-time best side of Ian Wick, and I couldn't put Chalky in it because Chalky was like 42 when I played with him at Ian Wick. So he wasn't down as, you know, like the better... Because I started playing for Ian Wick in 1986. Well, actually, in fact, I was, I was actually a bit before... When in the reserves, I was only 14 when I first played with him. But when I first got in the first team, it was 1986 when I was 19. And so I played with some, like, usual... And, and in those days, it was only one sub. So I played with a couple of... Johnny English and, and people like that were good. I mean, but yeah, Colin Land... Colin, to me, I don't know why he never went any further. Perhaps... I mean, he was good at rugby as well. I know he did play rugby for a little while. There's only one person that could probably yeah, tell you. That. Toughest opponent you played against in your career? Blimey. I'm probably going to, I'm going to probably talk about like, you know, like the Eaton Wick days when you used to play the local derbies, mm. you know, like, your, you know, like your uh, Bob Taylor. I mean, Bob Taylor was really old, but what a player he was. Cause I think, cause in those days, what you got to remember there was a lot of, tackling that went on the net i mean you had to virtually kill someone to get a booking <laughs> you know you, a fight got you ascending off but while the game was going on you had to kick someone well no even if you kick someone you wouldn't you wouldn't even get a yellow card you know in that sort of, in that football you would very very rarely get like a a booking you know it, like i say you had to fight to get sent off but yeah you could virtually do everything in those days but bob taylor was one um i'm trying to, trying to think really yeah bob Bob Taylor was Mickey Tickets, Slough Irish, when you played Slough Irish. Because they see the problem with playing with Ian Wick is everybody wanted to beat you. And so everybody upped their game. So, like Mickey Tickets, uh, like say, uh, Bob Taylor. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell, actually, no, I'll tell you who I played against. It was, I've just, it just comes on. I played against Steve Wignall before we both came to Windsor the year after. Yeah, and I said I said to someone, he's the, and I was playing in midfield in those days, you know, on a Sunday for the come times. He he was probably the hardest player I 
played against. Yeah, I'd actually, yeah, I'd give it to Wiggy, Steve Wignall. Good shout, good shout. Um, okay, these last two are probably obvious, but we'll see. Best manager. Um, no, I, I, you know this Ooh. might surprise you. Ooh. This might actually surprise you because go on, Alan. Alan I've got two really because Alan Davis. Yeah, yeah, but but honestly, this is going to. Well, you know him, Craig Kitchen. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Craig Kitchen at Windsor, right? When I was at Windsor Rovers, right? We'd give hard time. He could just, and I mean, and you know him through cricket as well. With cricket, exactly the same as a captain at cricket, right? He could put you in the most stupidest fielding positions ever. And then the next minute, the ball's going there and you've got the wicket. With his football, his knowledge of other players is second to none, Craig. You wouldn't believe that if you, well, you know Craig. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah. not. You would not think he, I mean, Alan for tactics and everything, yeah. you know, like, um, I mean, like I think I've said before that when we used to do set pieces, we if we could have put a sub and brought Alan on just for set pieces, he would have probably been the best player to take him because he was trying to get Jonesy to put him where he was. And he was putting it there every time and Jonah, Jonah couldn't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, Alan and Craig, yeah, without doubt, yeah. Okay. Your favourite goal, surely Flackwell, in your career? In my, in my career, yeah. I've got to give it that, only because it was the one of the 118 or whatever it was. So when you score your first goal for Windsor, but I've, I've, I, I, I always, the one I do always say to people, I've scored at Wembley, but it weren't Wembley Stadium, it was Wembley Town. But I, I do bring that one in when I've had a few drinks. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I've scored at Wembley, but I've never told people it weren't at Wembley Stadium. I score for Slough. The only goal I score for Slough reserves as well was at Wembley. But that's my, you know, when you've had a few drinks, it's like I've just played Wembley. Yeah. But yeah, no, we, you know, like I said, Flatwell Heath's always got to be one of my favourite goals because um, it was my first. And, and, and I was used to, by that time, I was used to scoring for every team I played in. Even when I was at Eaton Wick at right back, I used to score six or seven a season. So, you know, to go, well, how many games I played for Windsor that year, to go all that time and, you know, like one of the last players to actually score in the, the team. I don't even know what number it was. It could have been. It could have been. We could have been over hundred by that time. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but I wasn't allowed up for corners. So yeah, it, exactly. It's good. It was always going to be hard. Good excuse. Yeah. Listen, pitch. Thanks so much, mate. Really enjoyed yeah. tonight. No, no problem. I'm glad there weren't too hard a question. Anyway. <laughs> and to everyone who's um downloaded thank you once again and look forward to bringing you another guest in a few weeks <laughs>